Welcome to the Way of Crypto podcast, your best daily news source covering everything happening in the crypto and Bitcoin space every single weekday morning. We go over market news, price action, and of course, all the drama happening in crypto every single day. If you want to support the show, you can find us on Patreon and do that as a general supporter at three bucks a month. Or if you want to take it up a notch, you can contribute to the show with 10 bucks a month. This allows you to not only contribute to the show financially, but also with show content as well as it enables you to ask any question you want, hopefully about crypto. But if not, I'm probably going to answer it anyway. And we'll go over all those answers every single Friday. However, the best way to support the show is simply to subscribe and give us a review on your favorite podcast listening platform. You can do this on Spotify and Apple and all your favorite podcast listening platforms. Subscribe, give us a review. That's the best way to support the show. Finally, if you want to take your keys into your own hands, you can purchase a Ledger device through the link in the description. This ensures you're purchasing the device through the Ledger website and it has not been tampered with by a third party like what can happen if you purchase through Amazon or eBay or a third party seller. You never know if your device has been tampered with. Uh, so use the link in the description. It ensures you're purchasing through Ledger and also 10% of that purchase will go to support the way of crypto at no extra cost to you. If you want to reach out to me on social media, you can find me on Twitter at Way of Cryptocast, on TikTok at Way of Crypto. But the best way is to go to the website www.thewayofcrypto.com. There's an email link there. You can fill it out. Let me know your questions, comments, and concerns, and I'll get back to you. There's also an RSS link on the website if you run your own podcast server and you want to subscribe through that RSS link. You can do that. Let's get into the news. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Way of Crypto podcast. Really rocky day yesterday, a lot of ups and downs. It looked like we were going straight up there for a little bit and then came crashing down, probably liquidating uh, both longs and shorts. So <laughs> really interesting moves. Uh, yesterday, we have stabilized, hanging on above 19,000, currently sitting at around 19,200. Uh, yeah, 19,264. So we appear to have stabilized, creeping up back into above 1,900. If you go back and look at history, the day after Jerome Powell's speech is also volatile. So uh, the week of the FOMC meetings are always extremely volatile in both directions. This is not new. This has been happening for months and months and will probably continue to happen in until the end of the year. Keep that in mind. Don't trust any price action. You see over the course of today, it does not mean the narrative had narrative has changed uh, at all but it is interesting to watch and we have lots of news to go over first let's look at the uh, market stuff currently sitting at 22 extreme fear still uh, just that stretch of extreme fear we have been in for months and months with a, a little bit of a break there about a month and a half ago or so uh, my timeline may be a little off we had a little bit of a break out of extreme fear but we're right back there 22 yesterday 23 last week at 28 last month a uh, yeah, last month of 28 as well. Uh, let's go over some price action. Bitcoin currently in the red ever so slightly at 19,195, down about 5% on the seven day. Ethereum's at 13,06, down about 4% on the 24. BNB's at 270, flat on the 24. XRP is experiencing a significant pump. We'll talk about uh, XRP in a little bit. There may be some good news. More good news coming out after yesterday's good news. Currently sitting at 44 cents. Cardano's at 45 cents, flat but green on the 24 hour. Solana's at 32 bucks, 
flat on the 24-hour. Dogecoin is at $0.05, cents flat on the 24-hour. Polkadot, $6.46. Maddox, $0.75, cents, up about 2% on the 24-hour. Shiba News, up about 24%, or sorry, 2% on the 24-hour. Uh, 24%. Wouldn't that be nice if you're a Shiba New holder? AVAX, up about 3% on the 24 at $17.53. LEO token up about 5% on the 24, down about 7.5% on the 7-day. Uniswap's at 581. Cosmos is at 14 bucks and 33 cents. Ethereum Classic, 28 bucks, 76 cents. Litecoin, $53. Chainlink, 705. Near Protocol, 389. Stellar, 11 cents. Kronos, 10 cents. Algorand has experienced a significant up, and they introduced an upgrade yesterday that will keep them state Free. We'll talk about that in the future, not on today's show, but in the future when more develops here. Monero's at 142 bucks. Bitcoin is at $5.97, up about 2%. So Algo is the big winner. Stellar as well. Stellar XLM is up about 5% on the 24. Bitcoin is about flat. Ethereum is still bleeding slightly. Uh, that's what the market looks like. A little bit of green, a little bit of red, more red than green. Uh, however, we are stabilizing. And our first news story of the day is going to move into the Fed news from yesterday. Uh, Jerome Powell's speech was, I guess, between a cross, in my opinion, between a cross between dovish and uh, dovish and hawkish. His tone was somewhat different. Like, tone matters. Uh, it doesn't matter. However, the market does react to it. So it's forcing it to matter. Uh, and uh, people right now are just more worried about the narrative than anything else, which is a narrative can change on 24 hours in 12 hours in one hour. A narrative can change. However, the narrative at the moment is... Uh, a little bit dovish, a little bit hawkish, and uh, Jerome Powell says he's going to stay the course, continue to raise interest rates through the rest of the year, uh, probably expecting another 75-point basis rate hike in November. There is no FOMC meeting that I'm aware of in October, uh, so the next one will be November. Expect 75. The markets will probably price in 75, and anything higher and anything lower will result in price action moving either up or down. Uh, so that's kind of where we are. Let's get in the article here. This is from The Defiant. Crypto markets dive after another rate hike from the Fed. So there, as the Federal Reserve rate hike was announced, the market started moving up. As Jerome Powell started speaking, it kind of hung on there, hung on around that 1,400, 1,600, even, uh, even touching that mark. And then uh, after Jerome Powell finished his speech, we took a bit of a nosedive and the price crashed about a thousand bucks. So it went up about a thousand bucks, crashed about a thousand bucks. If you're trading that on leverage, I hope you had some stop losses set, set because uh, you probably got stopped lost out of either trade. Um, anyways, let's get in. ETH down 4% in the last 24 hours after stabilizing overnight. Gold markets took a beating after the U.S. Federal Reserve announced a 0.75 interest rate hike on September 21st. No surprise there. So everyone was expecting a 75-point basic, basic, <laughs> base point rate hike, uh, if I can get those words out of my mouth here. Uh, however, the markets, we talk about it on the show uh, relatively regularly, and uh, they're just neurotic, and there's no way to predict the, how they're going to take anything Jerome Powell says uh, or his tone uh, so just, just kind of stay out of trade and just be an outsider that day and watch the price action with interest. Uh, that's what I do. 
more height rakes to come. We talked about that a little bit. The Fed Chair Jerome Powell indicated in his opening remarks he anticipates ongoing rate hike increases to be appropriate in order to bring inflation down to the Fed's target of 2%. Uh, he stressed that 2% is a long-term goal over the next two years into 2025. And it's going to take a little more uh, increase in interest rates to get there. And uh, he also said that he's going to be adaptive to what's happening in the market. I think that's why... Uh, people are kind of interpreting his tone to be somewhat dovish yesterday uh, in that he will decide whether those interest rate hikes move up or down basic, basing on what happens with the CPI index and those numbers coming back, that consumer price index, and judging how inflation is uh, responding to the interest rate hikes they've already put in will dictate what interest rate hikes are in the future. It's not going to be set in stone, and they're going to base it off that um, so time will tell. The story is, the big story from yesterday is, we don't know yet. We got a 75-point basis rate hike yesterday, probably one in November. However, that we don't know uh, for sure. And we don't know what's going to come in the future. And that's why I believe the markets responded in that negative fashion because uh, it just leaves so much to the unknown. There's no real set plan other than watch CPI numbers. However, his hands are tied somewhat. Uh, and what are you going to do? Set a solid plan when you don't know where inflation is going because inflation is caused by many things outside of interest rate hikes. There are a lot of factors that have uh, their fingers in where that inflation number is going, not just interest, uh, not just the Fed interest rate. So it's not totally controllable by him and he's going to be reactive to that number. Anyways, that's enough rambling here. Billionaire Mike Novogratz forecasts Ethereum bottom and rules out one outcome for Bitcoin. So this is from the Daily Hodl. We're going to get into this story on what Mike Novogratz is predicting. And it is that we may be close to an Ethereum bottom after a successful merge upgrade later this month. In a new CNBC interview, the CEO of Galaxy Digital praised the Ethereum merge and makes a bottom price prediction while also ruling out a catastrophic fail in the Bitcoin price. Ethereum, uh, this is a quote from him, Ethereum has a pretty big move down. We had the merge. The merge was an amazing accomplishment. I agree with that. Uh, merge, uh, an amazing accomplishment in a lot of ways, right? It showed that a decentralized community can accomplish something that's really complicated. And so I think we'll look back on that as something really significant. You know, Ethereum had gone from 1,000 to 2,000, and so now you had a really big pullback. It feels like 1,250 should be the bottom here, and so I think you're closer to the bottom than the top. Ethereum's price currently around that $1,300 mark, 1310. Novogratz said the growing interest of institutions is going to keep the price of Bitcoin from falling dramatically. There's put, there's a put in Bitcoin somewhere because you could see these institutions all getting engaged slowly. I don't see a lot of institutions getting involved, but he probably has a, a look that we may not have. And so when I see this adoption and when I see BlackRock doing a deal with Coinbase and their own fund, they haven't really, uh, so that's all that was is really in investing in the infrastructure of allowing clients to buy Bitcoin through Aladdin. But we haven't seen any thing more than that infrastructure as of yet uh, so it is moving slowly however that famous turn turn the famous term slowly then suddenly i think may apply to this uh, black black rock news for good or for bad uh, whether you are against black rock getting into bitcoin or not uh, i think a lot of people in the crypto community are uh, kind of on the uh, on the side of being a, they don't want 
BlackRock's hands in our precious Bitcoin, and I would tend to agree with that. However, it is going to cause that number to go up. Anyways, back to the quote here. You just know people are coming to buy, and so you know, could Bitcoin go lower? Of course it could, but I don't think there's a catastrophic fall. I tend to agree. I don't see Bitcoin going to that twelve to $16,000 mark that so many think it is going to, and I think that's a sign uh, as well that it's not going to touch it just because of the amount of people that are on board with Bitcoin just crashing in price, even though it's kind of a risky move to predict that because Bitcoin really is only about 3000 away from that $16,000 number a lot of people are calling for. However, I, I just don't see it. Another quote from him, you'd be more neutral here and you'd be waiting to see the Fed pivot and then I think you're going to see a big, big rally in crypto. And I think uh, it's too bad that the entire crypto space that is really outside, we are outsiders of uh, the regular market, the regular stock market, real estate market, bond market, uh, we are outsiders. The crypto space is different, especially Bitcoin, totally decentralized. However, we are responding to what Jerome Powell says and hanging on that narrative. And I'm not a, I don't like it. I'm not a fan of it. However, the reality, just because I don't like it and you don't like it either, doesn't mean that isn't the reality we're living in now. Uh, hopefully it's not a reality permanently. Uh, and I don't think it will be. I think we will separate but we live in the world we do, and uh, we are hanging off every word and every tone uh, that Jerome Powell says his words in at the moment. Next article of the day, this I found extremely interesting. I have a Revit avatar I got for free, uh, and you can probably get your Revit avatar as well if you are a long-term user or a, a contributor, a substantial contributor to the Reddit community. Uh, I got a Drip Squad, not hugely... Uh, in demand at the moment. However, I do have it on OpenSea. We'll see what happens there. Uh, Reddit avatars NFTs. Reddit avatar NFT raises eyebrows as they rocket to 5K. So Reddit Reddit avatars. I can't say the word Reddit. Reddit today. Uh, they are exploding on OpenSea and people are snatching them up. A pair of a pair of Reddit NFT avatars have sold for five thousand dollars or four ETH. The sale made their collection, the senses, the most valuable among Reddit's collectible avatar NFTs. Reddit offers NFTs for users to use as avatars, recently airdropping free ones to select users. So they are going up in value currently in our uh, market where NFTs are really at an all-time low. Uh, interest in OpenSea, volume on OpenSea is just bottoming out pretty well, but Revit, or Reddit avatars are exploding. Uh, so non-fungible token avatars from the social network Reddit have sold for 5,000 ETH, potentially signaling a rise in demand for the digital asset. The census collections so far have proven to be the most lucrative among Reddit collectible NFTs, according to a recent sale of a pair of them. Of a pair of them. Uh, avatar NFTs, the hands number 16 and the hands number 46, each sold for 4 ETH. The series created by Reddit user Rojam as part of a collectible avatar creator program currently has a floor price of 0.93 ETH. That's no joke because these, these avatars previously sold for around that $10 mark, I believe. Uh, some Something strange, and I kind of read this headline. I'm not following Luna Classic. This is about Luna Classic, obviously. But on-chain action has disappeared from Terra Luna's, Terra Luna's Classic token. So they've enjoyed, uh, Terra Luna Classic holders um, have enjoyed an explosion of price action over the last month, 
maybe a little less than that, maybe over the last two weeks or so. Uh, so we're going to dig into this article because some of you are probably invested or uh, speculating on Luna Classic here. Luna Classic had a surge until failed chain imposed transaction tax. On-chain activity appears to have dried up on Luna Classic, the network token on the failed and abandoned Terra, Terra chain after it imposed a 1.2% tax on transactions that is burned from supply. The price of lunacy soared after a governance proposal advocating for the burn mechanism went live on September 1st. This is when Luna started surging. It surged to 250, 250% over eight days. Some investors speculated the move could render Luna classic deflationary, meaning the more tokens are destroyed than issued as reward to validators. Um, next headline here is staking rewards. Uh, but critics question whether on-chain activity would hold up once users are taxed 1.2% one, tax on the transactions with $162,000 worth of Luna entering supply each day as inflation, the network needed to maintain $13.5 million. So uh, if you're a lunar holder, the catch, the Luna Classic burn is a catch-22. The token needs, to, needs usage to support the narrative, but no one wants to pay the 1.2%, uh, they tweeted. You end up with a dead chain. Economic activity on the network has ground to a halt. So we'll see how this plays out. Uh, if you're invested in Luna Classic at this point, you know that it's a risk on asset. You know you're purely speculating on what happens with the price. Uh, I'd assume you're not going to risk what you're willing to lose here. However, uh, we'll see how this plays out. It has really uh, put a stop to Luna trading and Luna price, uh, Luna Classic price action, I should say, because there are two Luna tokens uh, Terra Luna being the new one, who's also seen substantial gains in the last two weeks. Uh, but Luna Classic here appears to be grinding to a halt. However, we'll be following more on this in the future and how uh, users of Luna Classic respond to that 1.2% tax. XRP news. I kind of teased about this at the beginning of the show. You all know who I feel about XRP. I'm not invested. Not a big fan of XRP or Ripple. Sorry, XRP Army. However, uh, they're part of our crypto space, and I'll continue to report on them. XRP price eyes 46 next as Ripple attorneys hint at a happy ending. So this is why Luna's price has been relatively, uh, I would say, exploding uh, relative to everything else. Uh, they're up way more than anything else in the top 10 here. XRP price could continue with ascent after a strong flip of the 39 cents hurdle into support level. The next stop for a remittance token is 46 cents, but if momentum remains strong, it could take 56 cents. So moving upwards uh, in small percentage points, we're not going to have that big skyrocket in XRP, that big moonshot like we would have in a bull market. Just the timing is not good. Uh, in a bear market, the reactive, uh, the reaction to news on the positive side is usually in a bear market non-existent. However, this is strong enough to get uh, that 16 to 20% move up, and I believe it will continue. Uh, I, I think it's going to continue through the new year until we see this case resolved. XRP's price has been consolidating for quite some time and has dug below crucial support levels but has recovered above it equally quickly. The last leg of Ripple has been an amazing sight to behold as it exploded swiftly through the main many long-standing hurdles uh very the tone they're taking this article is uh, quite something uh yes it is a 16 percent move up uh not as explosive as the narrative 
what have you believe here, but there is reason to be excited when something's going up. When everything else is going down and something's going up, uh, yeah, that is exciting for the holders, that's for sure. The beginning of the end of the SEC versus Ripple, I think that's kind of what this feels like over the last week or so. It does uh, feel like we're reaching the beginning of the end of this. Uh, interestingly, in interestingly, the remittance token has remained strong despite the weak market structure, and the bullishness can be attributed to the ongoing developments in the SEC versus Ripple lawsuit. While both parties have filed for summary judgment, uh, that's the big one there. The defendants seem to have much more confident in the outcome, and uh, I think it is going to be a positive outcome for XRP. It does look that way. OpenSea implements a new protocol that ranks NFT rarity. This is interesting, and it may cause some uh, volatility on OpenSea and some NFTs. I think it probably will. The Open Rarity Project was a collaborative project between various NFT community entities, including Curio, IC.Tools, OpenSea, and Proof. So if you like your expensive JPEGs, I kind of do. I think it is kind of fun to purchase NFTs and have them live on the blockchain. Yep, it's totally uh, non-functional at this point. They are JPEGs, even if they are a ticket that gets you into some kind of social club or uh, something anyways. There's a use case there for gaming. I do have a couple gaming ones as well, and I don't even play games I don't uh, on uh, blockchain games anyway. Uh, speaking of that, I'm going to get a Steam Deck today. It's on the way, so I may talk about that a little bit on the podcast tomorrow, but I'm pretty excited for that Steam Deck to get delivered. I am a, I am a big-time gamer. However, I don't play anything play-to-earn at this time just because I value games as fun more than uh, the rewards involved. But I hope that changes in the future. In a tweet, NFT Marketplace announced, on OpenSea announced the implementation of OpenRarity, a protocol that provides verifiable rar rarity calculations from NFTs within its platform. The protocol uses a transparent mathematical approach to calculating rarity. OpenSea said that rare NFTs will be, will be awarded low numbers like a one or two while NFTs that have attributes similar to many other NFTs will have higher numbers. With this, the market highlighted that buyers would be able to view the reliable rarity ranking when considering purchasing NFTs. So uh, check your NFT collection uh, on OpenSea and have a look if you have, uh, have a look at your rarity scale. If you have a one or two, that's a good sign. And I think they're introducing this just to drive, try and drive some interest back in NFTs. At the moment, I actually like this uh, low volume period. I think some of those NFTs out of this kind of crypto winter we're in, uh, I think some may have some value one day, just not because they are, uh, not because they are pictures of what they are, but because of the time period that they were created in. I do believe we're kind of in the golden age of NFTs, discovering what they are. And uh, do I think any of the ones I have, I don't have any blue chips at all. I dabble in super cheap NFTs. I do it just for fun. Uh, I don't think any of my NFT NFTs are going to have any value at all. Uh, but my kids like them and they have Ethereum wallets and I send them to them and stuff as well. And uh, Solana as well. I do have some uh, NFTs on the Solana blockchain as well. NFTs in talks, or sorry, my mind's stuck on NFTs now. FTX is in talks with investors to raise a billion dollars for further acquisition. So we went over a news story, I guess it was probably about two days ago now, uh, about how Sam Bankman-Fried had a, a billion dollars sitting on the sidelines. So I don't know if what he means by that, uh, sitting on the sidelines to invest into more projects that are down in the dumps and to bring those fund those projects, provide liquidity and uh, build uh, those projects in the bear market. So I don't know this 
if this is a reflection on that $1 billion he said he had or $1 billion he had intended on raising. But let's get into the article here. The potential $1 billion funding round would add to the $400 million FDX raised in January with the firm said to be seeking more capital, capital to snap capital to snap up deals amid the crypto winter. Sam Bankman-Fried's crypto exchange FTX is reportedly engaged in talks with investors to raise $1 billion in new funding as it looks to utilize extra capital for financial acquisitions during the bear market. So FTX is not stopping here. We've talked about that a little bit um, or a lot. Maybe FTX is just accumulating everything. They're buying up everything they possibly can for pennies on the dollar. And they're going to come out of this crypto winter like no other company, for good or for bad, however you see that. The more falling in, falling under, I guess, one umbrella in the crypto space may not be a positive thing. And uh, I was watching uh, Bitboy Crypto two days ago or a day ago. He had about a 15, 10, 15 minute rant on Sam Bankman-Fried calling him uh, really the devil incarnate, I guess. Uh, he never told us why, so I'm anticipating that news to find out what is actually happening behind the scenes, if anything. Uh, right now, it's just one man's opinion. However, that could always change. Speaking of CEOs and heads and big players in the crypto space, Jesse Powell from Kraken is stepping down as CEO. He stated that the Kraken philosophy will stay the same, whether he's there or not. He's been there for 11 years, I believe, and he's going to be succeeded by the chief operating officer, David Ripley, who's been there for a long time as well, since 2016. In a Wednesday announcement, Kraken says Powell will be succeeded by CEO, as CEO by Chief Operating Officer David Ripley, who has been with Kraken. We just covered that. The soon-to-be former CEO will stay with the crypto exchange as a chair of the board, while the company will search for a new chief operating officer. Ripley said his goals were in lockstep with Powell amid his rise to the new leadership position. Powell, Powell reportedly said his decision to step back was due to Kraken's growing in size. It's just gotten to be more draining on me and less fun, he added. He still plans to be very engaged with the company. And let's see what else we got here. Helium. This is the last thing I want to talk about today. Helium's token holders approved switch to Solana blockchain. This has been in the in talks for uh, for a little while now. Crypto powered wireless network Helium will officially migrate from its own blockchain to Solana, with 81% of voters agreeing to the move. I don't uh, have any Helium. I haven't really looked at it specifically. I haven't uh, done my own research on Helium at this moment. There's just too much going on and I can't look at everything. Uh, so I don't know a lot about this project, but let's get into this article here. The move to PEG is pegged to make Helium tokens more compatible with other crypto applications. More than 6,000 community members voted in favor of the migration, while some 1,000 voted against. Token holders in decentralized wireless provider Helium have formally voted to move its to its own layer, move from its own layer one blockchain to the Solana protocol. So this is interesting. Uh, this is my own opinion. We talked about kind of BitBoy's one-man opinion about Sam Bankman-Fried. We don't know whether it's true because we don't know the information he knows yet. Uh, my opinion on uh, Layer 1s versus Layer 2s is I, I do believe that Layer 1s have more value than Layer 2s and will see more upside than Layer 2s, uh, subject to uh, always oddballs for sure. Um, on Wednesday, a majority community vote of 81.41% officially rated ratified the Helium Improvement Proposal HIP70 aimed at developing the network to meet user demand. Participants had to stake the Helium token in order to engage in the vote. The final results showed, we kind of covered this already, the Helium Foundation said the switch will allow 
HNT to become more compatible with other projects and crypto applications in decentralized finance, non-fungible tokens, and other Web3 applications. Solana has a proven track record. I don't know about that. Yeah, I hold some Solana, but I don't know about their proven track record. I feel like their track record is actually not good. Uh, with I'm purely speculative on it, and I hope that they improve in the future. Solana has proven has a proven track record, powering some of the world's most important decentralized initiatives, uh, and they were obvious choice for us to partner with. So... Yeah, I don't agree with that statement whatsoever. And Helium moving to Solana, I don't know if that's a bad thing or not. I don't know how stable the Helium uh, network was on their as their own uh, layer one. However, Solana is uh, really not involved in uh, too much at the moment. I guess they're, they are number two, so I shouldn't say that uh, specifically. But uh, yeah, they're taking over the NFT space. However, Ethereum still remains king, uh, but for whatever reason... Uh, Helium didn't want to move to the Ethereum network as a layer two uh, on them. Helium network still working on revenue streams amid Solana migration. Helium has attracted controversy in the weeks leading up to the proposal with some questioning the network's revenue potential. Prominent investors defended the startup saying it was still it was still building infrastructure and that the revenue would come later. Yeah, maybe. But remember, so when you're investing in Anything other than a Bitcoin, anything other than Bitcoin and Ethereum, you're essentially acting like a venture capitalist. We've mentioned that before in the podcast. Uh, I consider myself, I have a bag of Solana. People always complain about VCs in Solana. If I'm investing in Solana, I consider myself a VC as well because right now uh, they are a proof of concept and not doing anything um, not doing anything incredibly important that anything else can't do. So yes, uh, DeFi is being built, NFTs are being built, uh, play to earn game, gaming is being built, and all those things are being built. However, they can exist without Solana as well. Uh, so that's why I kind of consider myself a VC, um, and you should too, non-financial advice. But when you're looking at these tokens, consider yourself a venture capitalist, and there's a ton of risk involved in that, and because uh, that's what you are. And there is a ton of risk, and that's not going away anytime soon. Yeah, some of these projects are going to take off in the next bull run. However, there's still going to be risk there come the next bear market. Uh, so just keep that in mind and take profits when you're uh, injecting your capital and you're injecting your cash into these speculative assets because that's what they are that's going to wrap up today's show thank you so much for listening if you want to support the show you can do that through the links in the description you can be the very first patreon subscriber to the way of crypto podcast you can purchase a ledger device through the link in the description we'll get 10 percent of that sale uh, we'll go to support the show and the best way you can subscribe and leave us a review on your favorite podcast listening platform that will do the most for us to help us grow and help crypto grow as well and help us get the word out about all the positives of the crypto space. Thanks a lot, and I'll see you guys tomorrow. Bye for now.